KINY, where you don't miss a thing. I am Dano, joining you for Capital Chat today, and I have in front of me a husband-wife duo today, and a couple of Rotarians of Juno. I have Andy Mills and Corey Mills in here today, and we're here talking about one of my favorite things, beer, and coming up soon enough is going to be the 10th annual charity fundraiser for the Rotary Clubs here in Juno. It's Capital City Brewfest time, you two, and I am excited. So are we. Yeah, another year. (laughs) Another year. And now we don't have to worry about mitigation stuff or anything like that. So that probably helps a little bit, right? Yeah, this this will actually. So Corey's chairing this year. And this this I did last year. And last year was something to figure out, right? Half as many folks trying to have outdoors. Outdoor actually really worked well. And so we're going to do that again. So it's going to be at Tracy's Crab Shack again, right? That's right. The subport downtown. But. This year, we're going back to our normal size, uh, which is a 1,000 folks. And so we're really excited to have that full event again. Yeah, because it did get cut off last year, didn't it? Yep, 500, just, you know, in light of everything that's been going on. But this year, we're we're back full force. No mitigation measures. We're outdoors, so we have good social distancing. Uh, we can still be safe, but have a great time. Well, I remember last year. It was awesome. There were so many great breweries from all over Alaska there. We had some food vendors, too. And I loved the venue, so I'm glad we're doing it at this venue again. A very nice outdoor open venue. And, yeah, I liked it a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, last year, I think Valdez was one that for me that really stood out. They were new, uh, a new brewery even, but especially first time. And it's always great when we're pulling in distributors that bring beers from around the world. And we bring uh, all these Alaskan based uh, operations and they come down to Juneau and they bring their beer. Beer, sometimes you can't get in town. You have to go to that community, right? Um, Hoodoo, we're hoping to pull again this year. That's a great one from Fairbanks. You have to go to Fairbanks to get it. So. Yeah, there was a lot of them like that. And I discovered a lot of beers that I would end up seeing in the stores later on where I'm like, oh, I had this at Capital City Brewfest. I totally got to pick up a sixer at this right now. Oh, yeah. I think every year uh, we come up with those. But it's also fun to get kind of the rough draft stuff. Exactly. Sometimes they bring their specialties and you're like, oh, I'm never going to get this again. So have to take the opportunity. So I've been to a lot of brew fests in my day, and they all seem to work a little bit differently. So how is this going to work this year? Is it we, we get a drinking ticket and we turn in the ticket, or are we just going to have a glass that we walk up and it just gets filled up anytime we want? How's that going to work? Yeah, so this year we're, we're doing it very similar to last year. We used to give everyone kind of a commemorative glass at the beginning, and then you could fill up. It's, it's small tasters, you know, two to four ounces. We don't have kind of drinking tickets or anything you check off. It's just kind of, you know, limiting the amount and... and and having everyone just have a good time, but moderate as needed. But it's they're actually going to be taster cups. So each tasting will have its own um, cup, and you come up and get it. I remember last year people would stack them up as they went through to show how many tasters they'd gotten. Yeah, I was definitely one of those people. They're yeah. compostable cups, right? Yeah. And then we work with the local composting uh, group. that, And so that's great that those aren't going directly to the landfill. But uh, for the Brewers Guild, they actually are, are I think, moving towards that model where you don't necessarily pass a glass around because even before COVID there was, you know, folks that were handling all these glasses and that, that passes whatever's that makes sense when you put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So just another form of doing it. So let's talk about the different tickets because I'm all about VIP where I can get in a little bit early and get ahead of everybody and get a good base. Now, is that going to be the situation this year? How's that going to work? Yes, we are selling a 200 VIP tickets. You get in an hour early. You get one-on-one time with the brewers, which is really nice, you know, because when the whole crowd shows up, you often don't get that opportunity to kind of really hear about the beers and what's going on. So VIP tickets, uh, $65 a ticket, and then the regular entry uh, which starts at one is uh, $40 a ticket 
You could do a lot of damage in an hour. I'm telling you, that hour really makes a difference. Yeah. Well, especially with only 200 people milling around in that large space. <laughs> Plus, you get the food first, too, uh, before the lines start forming. So I like the VIP tickets if I was going myself. And that's the important part about the event. We've had folks ask, so why don't you do this later? Why don't you do this You know, early, uh, later into the evening? And we've said... That's by design. You go, you have a great afternoon uh, tasting and having some food, and then go downtown. Um, uh, don't don't drive home, especially if you had too much to drink. We we really encourage folks to be you know responsible at our event. Uh, enjoy yourselves, but be responsible. Go downtown. Uh, go to go to a restaurant. Go do something downtown and and have fun after the event as well. That's that's part of that timing from from noon or one to five. No, which I absolutely love. You're getting out right at the perfect time to go enjoy downtown, whether you're getting dinner or you're keeping the party going, whatever you want to do. So let's talk about the other tickets you can get, because there is a designated driver ticket and there's just the normal ticket you can get where you get in at one o'clock. That's not VIP. Yeah, exactly. So uh, our general admission ticket uh, gets you in at one. We usually have the line start forming about, I'd say, 1245 or so, kind of winds its way around the corner. Um, And then you have we do have some designated driver tickets just for those people. We do know some couple for example, uh, where one of them may love beer and the other one not so much. Uh, so they can be the DD for the team. So we do want to promote that safety aspect as well. Oh, no, that's that's very important to point out. And it's 15 per non-drinking designated driver ticket on that one. Like she said, water provided and things like that. So let's talk about Rotary. And I can't believe this has been going on 10 years now. And how much have you seen it grow in these 10 years? How long have you two been a part of this? Uh, so we were actually the some of the founders of this event. Uh, we were in a Rotary Club down south in Sacramento that had a brew fest there. Now they have like 10,000 attendees, I think, uh, at a huge park. I mean, we just don't have those numbers. But we got here and said, we have Alaskan Brewing. Like, why don't we have our own brew fest? Like, Haynes does one. It doesn't make sense. Like, Alaskan Brewing is the cornerstone of breweries in Alaska. So um, we partnered with Alaskan, uh, got our first brew fest. I think that year we were going for 500 sold out. Um, and in fact, had other people come up like we had to serve, I think, in some plastic cups because we ran out of our cups. Uh, it was just a super, super successful. And ever since, it's been uh, around 900 to 1,000 a year. And we've noticed, you know, there's there's not as much happening that time of year when we're putting this on. And of course, the, the Haynes is, is in the uh, springtime. And so this this is that good compliment gets you the kind of that October fest feel in the fall and gets gets that uh, something in Juno that uh, recognizes I mean we since then we've had four breweries I mean several breweries add on Forbidden Peak Barnaby's Devil's Club it's this town has a lot happening and it's it's great to have an event that lets them showcase that and then of course uh, with their their other breweries from around the state they get to all join together and they have so much fun talking shop and and what they do and their craft it's it's really cool well and I love that we're heading into the the winter season too because that's when the styles of beer start to change coming from those lighter you know wheat belgian type beers and we start to get into our heavier type winter beers that you know Dan up does know his beer. Oh, yeah. Know. Come on, man. <laughs> I know my beer well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this, though, because I think this is important to point out, is um, where do the proceeds go for this? Because it goes for important causes. Yeah. So uh, Juno, the Rotary Club of Juno, we're the founders, and that's the event, um, the Rotary Club we're involved with. We have involved uh, the Innovators Club, which is another Rotary Club here in town. All of the proceeds go to charitable uh, community 
um, different types of events. I mean, some of the things we've done, we built uh, the greenhouse at Lemon Creek Prison, for example. We've built a fence for a family that had fostered some, some kids with special needs that really needed a, a high fence for, to keep those kids safe. Uh, we helped with the totem pole raising at the uh, State of Alaska office building. So Playground equipment, literacy. Playgr- it's, yeah, it's a I mean, lot the, of programs. the yeah. list goes on, and, and Rotary is, is just such a great both community organization and worldwide organization. You know, it's, it's eliminating polio around the world. It's been doing that since the 80s. We're down to like one country. So it's, it's, the list is pretty endless about uh, how Rotary helps both its community as well as the global community. No, it's really impressive to hear. And that's why I wanted to point that out, because it, it's something that, you know, you're spending money on having a good time, but it all really does go back into the community for great causes. Yes. And I, that's, I mean, it's the number one important thing and it's our number one fundraiser. Now, um, we used to have a, a rose sale, but that kind of has petered off with the pandemic and everything. And this is something we can still do outdoors. And I don't know, it's a great community event and it raises money for the community that just goes back into the community. So it's, um, all around it. Uh, we love putting it on and it's just great to see everyone come together and be able to, to spread that wealth around. And we get to showcase some of the best beer in the country, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's remind people again, when is it? So September 24th, uh, VIP is noon, and uh, entry for general admission is 1 p.m. And those tickets are on capbrewfest.com. You can find also a Facebook page where we put a bunch of fun stuff or... Let your local Rotarian know, and they'll they'll connect you. But those tickets sell out every year, and so we we do our best to promote so everyone has that opportunity. But capbrewfest.com. Yes, get on it quick. Don't be a Juno person who waits the last minute. Get on this because it is going to be a good time coming up towards the end of September. Matter of fact, a lot's going to be going on, so check it out, capbrewfest.com. That easy to do. I want to thank Andy Mills and Corey Mills, husband and wife duo, coming in. Rotarians of Juno representing right now, and, of course, help put on the very first Capital Brew Fest. And look at that. Ten years later, you're still putting it on you, too. Absolutely. It's a great time. <laughs> Thanks, you two, for coming in. And, of course, capbrewfest.com is where you go for all the information. You can download past episodes of Capital Chat over at KINYradio.com.